Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Not at this hour. Cecil! Oh, it's such a joy to always see you pop uh, up every week. <laughs> somebody's knocking. What are you doing knocking on my door? Oh. Uh-huh. Well, technically, it's not your door. Uh-huh. Um, no offense, Cecil, uh-huh. but are you ever going to start paying rent? Well, you know, squatter's rights. What? Uh-huh. You've only been here... Oh, God, I, I guess you've been here a couple years now. Well, maybe you've got to contact your local sheriff what? or constable. 30-day eviction notice. Constable? Constable. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's kind of like a sheriff. Is uh-huh. that like from old-timey West days? Uh-huh. Oh. I'd be a good constable. Uh-huh. I'd know everybody. It'd be fun. Were you ever a constable? No, I was running from those boys. <laughs> I was on the move. Can't catch old Cecil. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-huh. Leave it a trail of broken hearts and unpaid tabs in my wake. Oh, boy. Uh, but you're not that big of a drinker. Yeah, not the more. <laughs> oh, no. It's a surgery. <laughs> what? Uh, surgery? That's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll take it, Cecil. All right, then. All right. Oh, there he goes. Sorry about he that. He does more of a waddle than a walk. I'm going to go back to casserole. Oh, boy. Right, thank you, Cecil. It's going to make a casserole. I love any casserole he makes because he uses mushroom soup. Yeah, mushroom that's, cream of. That's all. That's about all it is, though. I know. That I love it. The last thing he made was just ramen noodles and cream of mushroom. I, I mean, it was delicious. Good for him. Strong Thank word. you, Cecil. <laughs> hey. How about you, Boo? Boo, I'm having the greatest day. Want to know why? What's popping off? Because I'm here with you. Oh, yeah? I'm cute sometimes. Aren't you sweet? I don't know. You're sweet as sugar. How the hell are you, boo? I'm so Let's good. get into it. Hey, let's discuss the topics at hand. I'm pretty good. I'm a little clogged again today. Yeah, what's going on? Oh, allergies. Yeah, you think that's what it is? I don't know. Well, I... I feel like uh, I got cement in my nose. Here's the thing. I think I owe you an apology. Why? Guys, we're, we're about a day late, and... Um, Here's the reason. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two nights ago, I thought it would be so helpful uh, to give Dave one of my sleeping pills that uh-huh. I was prescribed. So, yes, that's technically wrong, mm-hmm. but it it kind of worked on me. So I was like, well, maybe it'll just be like a half-assed pill for him oh, that boy. he can take. So he took, he was supposed to take half. I didn't. You didn't tell me half. I didn't specify that. Yeah. yeah. No, that was oh, my bad. Okay. I'm, I own up to that. Yeah. Sorry about that. You just gave it to me. <laughs> I did. Just put it in a little cube of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Gobbled it down. <laughs> That's how we give Charlie Benadryl. Anyway, long story short, I forgot that Dave is a sensitive little Sally mm-hmm. with his system. I'm delicate. He's a delicate flower. And 
basically, guys, I, I drugged him. I drugged him, and he was asleep a lot of the day yesterday. I don't know if I'm sensitive or you just have the tolerance of a lowland gorilla. I've never met a little anybody. bit of both. We haven't talked about this on the show, but oh. full disclosure, we, we partake in the uh, in the marijuana from time to time. It's medicine. Everyone says I could do it. I've never met someone with the tolerance that you have. I you just suck them <laughs> down, and you're like, what? I know it doesn't affect <laughs> me anymore. It really doesn't. I mean, I'm just wasting money and calories at this point because yeah. it makes me hungry. Of course. So. Yeah, that's a discussion for Dr. Julie Boo. I'm going to go ahead and put a pin in that one. <laughs> you have crazy tolerance. I do. Like, I'll smoke, I you do. know, a joint, and I'm good for hours. And you're just, like, and I'm not, like, piling on or making you feel bad. It's impressive. I'm jealous. Don't but be jealous. you're almost like a, a marijuana chain smoker. Yeah. Like, just, you light the new one with the with the end of the other one, and you just keep them going. You know what's fun? I do like a prop, mm-hmm. okay? I love a prop. Sure, mm-hmm. marijuana is not the greatest prop to have, mm-hmm. but some of the things, they're so cool, as in the pre-roll packs, mm-hmm. they look like cigarettes, yeah. and it's just like, I feel really cool. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I was never a cigarette smoker, so it's just like, check me out. I got cigarettes. Did, you smoked for a little while, right? Like I tried. Or it, it wouldn't take. I've it was never... when I first started stand-up, and everyone oh. would go outside and smoke, and I was like, I can too. And then I would just cough and then kind of hold it. But for an anxious person, mm-hmm. it's perfect yeah. because you have a prop. Yeah, I you can kind of look down. No one's really bothering you, but you're still a part of the group. Very, very nice. Uh-oh. I've smoked one cigarette my entire life, and that was for a sketch. I was on camera, and I looked like an actor who didn't know how to. You know, you could always tell oh, when yeah. an actor, a character, smoking, and it's like, oh, that person doesn't really smoke. That's 100%. how I felt. I was like, oh, what am I doing? Little bit. But yeah, I've, I've never had any interest in it. It just. Oh, I love the smell of smoke. Yeah. Oh, I now, love I it. Now, I don't mind the occasional whiff of a cigarette from a distance. Like, oh, because there's like a nostalgic value to it. But, yeah, I've never had any interest in just smoking cigarettes. Oh, my gosh. Well, that, I blame cigarettes for many a dates with assholes because I thought that was like a very cool sign. Like, yeah. look at me like cigarettes. That's I don't know. Cool I just sign. thought it was like such a cool thing. Like, ooh, you live in North Hollywood and have ashtrays. Like, I thought that was just crazy. Like, oh my God, who's this cultured warrior? You thought it was like a cultured thing? I don't know. I thought, yeah, it was, I thought it was very European. Were they smoking like a long skinny cigarette with a I little would, holder? I used to have one of those. I loved that thing. Again, a prop. Maybe yeah. a fan I could turn to now, like a nice little fan. You have to keep your hands busy yeah. if you have ADHD. Note yep. to ADHD people. And we've debated this before, maybe on this show, but like all the years I waited tables and worked in restaurants and stuff, I never oh, yeah, un- we, understood yeah. the, hey, will you watch my table so I can go smoke? Sure, as long as you watch mine while I can go eat a candy bar. And they would say yes, because again, I do remember this discussion mm-hmm. They're asking for an allotted amount of time, and so they could do anything they want within that time. They're asking for four minutes. They're just doing shorthand with the cigarette. Go ask the boss for a break. (laughs) Why is it my job to cover your tables while you go out and smoke? Well, that's a great question, Mm -hmm. but it's their time. Oh, sorry, guys. Because I've never asked anybody. I mean, occasionally, like, hey, I got to go take a piss so you watch my tables or something, but just, hey, I'm going to go kill four minutes and suck on a cigarette. Oh, 
Do that I before always, or after work. It's not my problem. I always use the cigarette smokers. I'd be like, I have to go pee. I would sit in there for a while, mm-hmm. look at my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I did love the uh, constant search for like hidden spaces at work. Yes. Brian Regan has a great bit about it. I forget which special, <laughs> but he's, he's, he used to work at Kmart. And like on the first day, like a coworker's like, "Hey, come here, I want to show you something." And he he found like a hole in the wall behind the bikes, Ooh. and they both just went back there. They like crawled through this like human size hole in the in the sheetrock and got behind the bike rack, and they just stood. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, "Isn't this great?" And he's like, "I guess." <laughs> They're just they just found a place to hide to avoid work. I used to do that all the time in landscaping. Um, oh my god! People's decks underneath the front deck or the back deck or the porch. It's a great place to hide. Also, a great place to Ooh. take care of other business. What? Uh, yeah, oh, that's a story we'll tell boy. for another day. My pub, oh, your poo poo. My public bathroom. Oh. It, I was a poop ninja. I oh. ever tell you that? If you were a uh, all right, I'll go ahead and tell the story. Here Real we quick. go. You know, when you're out landscaping, you're out mowing people's lawns and stuff. A lot of times, you're not you don't have access to a, a toilet. And you don't mm-hmm. want to load up the truck and load up all the gear and drive to the gas station, do your thing, come back. So uh, I, I would always save that for rude customers. If you were, if you were a rude customer, oh no, you, you, you might find some stuff under your back deck. Where would you would you leave it out, like so they could see its human? Depends. Depends. Well, boo, they're gonna yeah. put two and two together every mm-hmm. time the gardener comes over. And you take a shit. Well, no, see, the thing is, who, who crawls up under the deck? I'm talking like, you know, little, little nooks and crannies that they maybe don't go to. But just, I know. Like, haha, maybe you should have been a little nicer to your landscape. Well, I, I can't shame you mm-hmm. because as a lady who has worked in the wilderness most of her life, mm-hmm. things happen and you just have to take care of it. And well, I get that. Yeah. That, that also, you know, that was foreshadowing because a few years later I was living in a van. And practicing, practicing some of the same techniques. Well, it's fun. Mm-hmm. My dad used to call that, Kate's a phantom shitter. Phantom shit. <laughs> he used to call me the phantom shitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's not get into those because yeah. I want you to look at me romantically That's again. Right. Mm. That's right. So what's going on, Boo? How you feeling? You doing Boo? well? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we, I'm, we didn't really get to the end of it. Uh, you what? drugged me. <laughs> and I was completely conked. Like... I I've slept, never seen I you. I slept for about 10 hours, and then when I woke up, I was like, all right, let's, let's start the day. And I was like, whoa. You like I, seemed like you were like had a date rape drug. Yeah, I'm mean, sorry to it, use the DR word. It was insane. Yeah. No, it was. And, it, you, <laughs> and then I asked you the next day, I was like, what was that? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I just prescribed it. <laughs> you, you don't know what drug that was? I didn't read it. I don't really read them. I just take them. <laughs> I trust Dr. What's his name? I forget. He's nice. He's a nice man. He wears sandals and white linen pants. Oh, one of those fellas. But he really, really cares about others. He always hears me. I hear you. (laughs) Neo Jesus? Yes. He is a Neo Jesus. Sandals and linen pants. I know, but you know he loves a charcuterie board, probably. He probably has like a white... Couch What's at that home? got to do with? I don't know. I just feel like if you wear linen pants and sandals, you no. love a charcuterie board. No, I think you're into weird granolas. No, I don't know, boo. Well, agree to disagree. Weird tofu with this imaginary. That's true. <laughs> but I am sorry I drugged you. I really mm-hmm. thought 
you could take it and you yeah. weren't a weak one. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> the little, but, <laughs> little I guess that was, you know what it is? Let me look. I could look on my phone. <laughs> it's called, oh, hydroxycone or something. Cone. Hydroxycone. Hydroxine. Hydroxycut? Oh I used to take God. that. Did you really? Yeah. I did it once and Boy, it made me made shake. Me, make you nervous. Yeah. yeah. Were you mean on it? I can't remember, but I ooh, I, I took it for like six months, like in my early 20s when I was really into working out. Oh, my God. And I was like, whoa, what am I doing? This is... Those were the days. That's when you could get basically like diet pills that's like meth yeah. in the store. My sisters love diet fin, pills. Fin, fin. Fin, fin, big, Was big that fin, over fin. the counter, fin, fin? Yeah, I think so. Really? Then they put it behind because okay. everyone was all weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, but remember in the... Yeah, in the 90s, mm-hmm. there was a lot of diet pills that now are like FDA not approved, yeah. but like, boy, that was the time to shine. If you needed a diet pill, oh, so I always assumed HydroxyCut was kind of like the male diet pill. Yeah, it kind of was. They marketed it towards, you know, people working out and trying to lose weight and all that, but yeah. But boy, yeah, it used to make me feel terrible. Oh, God. I mean, it's probably, it was just like speed. Probably. Or some right? sort of, it was an amphetamine probably for sure. I think I threw up from hydroxycut. Mm. It made you like <laughs> throw up and poop. Welcome to the Stonebergs. Yeah, girl. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but boo, I am sorry that I drugged you. Yeah, we were going to record yesterday and I was just. Who am I? Bill Cosby? <laughs> we watched that. <laughs> Watch that documentary. Wow. It's a new documentary on uh, Showtime called We Need to Talk About Cosby. And uh, W. Kamau Bell, who's a. Funny comedian. He's done so stuff. kind too. He very seems well done. Kind. It's very well done. But boy, wow. and like it's also coming from the point of view. And he even you know talks about this up front. But like W. Kamal Bell was uh, as many comedians as many people were was a huge fan of Cosby. Oh yeah. So it wasn't like a witch hunt. Like he, this is a guy who grew up loving Cosby, but then was like, oh boy, this is hard to sugarcoat all this bullshit. Well, I didn't even know. Speaking of old. Basically, cocaine being on the shelves for dieting. I didn't know about the Spanish fly yeah, thing. Spanish fly. I don't know for the youths out there. Apparently, Cosby was obsessed with this thing called Spanish fly, mm-hmm. which was actually something you could buy in the stores, right? I still I think don't know about that. Let's I see. still don't know gonna, if you could buy it over the counter. We're going to the books, guys. But he had bits about it. Yeah. He had s- several bits about how, ooh, if I had some Spanish fly. Long story short, like, I guess maybe it was marketed or maybe people thought that, like, it was kind of an aphrodisiac. Yeah, like, like oh, oh. slipper a Spanish fly and she'll be in the mood. Yeah. But I feel like slipper a Spanish fly and she'll be incapacitated. Yeah. And then I can do whatever I want if I'm Bill Cosby. He is a, oh, I mean... Yikes, guys. Yikes. Anyway, but yeah, give it a watch. It's not an easy watch. No, it's, not it's easy. pretty tough. And, uh, but I really, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good documentary about <laughs> a good terrible about thing. A terrible thing. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I don't understand Ooh. that at all because, and I know that, well, let's, let's talk about it real quick. I know it's not an easy thing to talk about, but. I know rape isn't necessarily about sex. It's about power. But, like, and that's obvious with him because, like, think about, you know, a young, famous Bill Cosby. Well, he was married most of his career, but, like, okay, so he doesn't care about that. It's not a moral issue in that regard. But, like, a young, wealthy entertainer who's, you know, everybody knows, you know, if we're being honest, if if you just phone it in, 
and just pretend to be a halfway decent dude and and use some of your charm, you're probably going to get the results you want at the end of the night if you're some swinging playboy, right? You guys. So he didn't need to do that, which tells me, not not that the the dorks who can't get a date, not who do that, not that they're off the hook like, well, I didn't I couldn't get a normal date, so I have to do it this way. But my point is Odds are, let's be honest, he could probably go out and, in his prime, go out and sleep with whoever he wanted to, consensually. Yes. But yet he chose to go this route, which tells you, boy, he's really fucked up. Yeah. Like, no. So it ain't about just hooking up, because you could hook up. If you play your cards right, you could probably hook up consensually tonight. Yeah. But you're not interested in that. You, you want to have sex when they're completely unconscious. And you want it Ooh. to be a mystery. Ooh. In a way, is that being like uh, the, the people that like to have sex with dead people? <laughs> I mean, really. What do they call that? Uh, um, Sex people ah, that like dead sex. Necrophilia. There it is. Um, I want to go ahead and let you know that, yes, Spanish Fly was on the shelves. Really? And it still is. It's on Amazon. Really? There is a two times extra strong Spanish Fly, Mm. sexual aphrodisiac Mm -hmm. for a libido girl, sex by organic herbs. This well, is still and even, on the shelves, if, even guys, if it is the product it. it claims to be, even if it is just an aphrodisiac, like slipping that to someone without them knowing is oh, still yeah. like, even if it doesn't knock them out, like, hey, why am I horny all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> why am I in the mood? That's you so know? true. That's, that's weird, too. With my tolerance, I would probably need like four cases yeah. <laughs> to feel. Anything. Yeah. We don't have to ever worry about you falling victim <laughs> no. to something like that. You'd be like, you got any more puss? <laughs> this all? Come on, dandy. Cough them up. <laughs> give them to me. I'll give them to Boo to fall asleep. Oh, boy. But, yeah. So oh, how about boy. That? So what else going on, Bo? You feeling all right? You, you feeling good? You looking nice? Thank you. You're vibrant. You're glowing. You just Thank glow, you. Boo. Well, it's retinol and all my face stuff. <laughs> it's all the face stuff I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Now, you revealed a secret to me the other day. Do you want to talk about that? You've been living a lie. <laughs> You've been lying to your husband for years. No, mm-hmm. I've only been lying to my husband for a couple months. <laughs> I've been lying to you for years. We don't have to talk about that. No, no, let's get into it. I don't care. <laughs> Guys, I, I want to go ahead and tell you, okay? My face is my moneymaker. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. We all know this. Mm-hmm. If I'm not personal training, I'm CEOing, okay? If I'm not CEOing, I'm acting. If I'm not acting, I'm doing many things in front of the camera, such mm-hmm. as Instagram stories that no one watches. <laughs> no, people do watch and thank you. Okay. Anyway, every time I would go and get facials, I didn't want to tell Dave the certain things that happened during this facial. So I would always just come home and it would look like my face was bloated and just weird. So I came up with a little bit of a white lie, which was I, w- I got microneedled. Microneedled. That was so my So there thing. was no microneedling this whole no, time? No, no, no. Sometimes I would okay. do microneedling. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys, you know, I'm I'm... I'm gonna go ahead. I'm. I've been getting Botox for a number of years. Really, number of years. I've been getting Botox, and you know what? You could come at me. Uh-huh. Come at me, fools! But I'm not gonna lie. You know what? It makes me feel good. Uh-huh. I used to have wrinkles on my forehead like a bulldog. Okay, and I got rid of them. Now I understand the stigma of Botox. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. However, I ask you, mm-hmm. what is the difference between Botox and getting a tattoo? Mm-hmm. 
Same thing, except different results, right? Tattoo, you see it, it's colorful, uh-huh. but it's still needles. Uh-huh. There you go, right there on your arm, face, how, what have you. Uh-huh. I'm just putting secret fun serum yeah. shit in my face that makes me feel good. And a lot of girls don't own up to it. And I want to go ahead and say, ladies, it's not that expensive. You find a good person. And you know what? Every six, nine months... You go in for a little lift, mm. little lift. I'm not saying facelifts and all that, even though if you want to do that, do that. If you want to get fake boobs, get fake boobs. It's up to you, your body, your choice. But I was shamed because I didn't want you to think that I was like somebody in my life who has gotten many surgeries. Mrs. Potato Head. Anyway, mm-hmm. and I didn't want you to associate that with me. Mm-hmm. I understand it's weird. Also, you know. Not your business. I mean, I love you, but it's, you know. Well, I don't care, and I never care. The only thing, and, and again, your face, your choice. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, not my position, even though we're married. You know, still, I'm not going to, you know, what is that, that Sopranos? I thought we agreed that you would talk to me if you were to do anything drastic with your hair. Oh, yeah, when she, Carmella, <laughs> Carmella got, got a haircut. haircut. <laughs> no, I, you don't need my approval for any of that shit. I just, my only... Request is maybe you steer away from whatever it does to a the the duck lips right the duck, the duck lips. lips I get I don't that know I don't like the duck lips that looks good okay and then I get I don't know if it's Botox or lift or what to where they just look like they're startled all the time well here's you know he, yes they've tightened the face so much that they can't make That's a, a natural you know look on their face they always just look surprised like eh, I can't shut my face down. Well, here's the thing. That's why you got to find an artiste. You're not looking for just the regular run-of-the-mill group on Botox. Trust me, I've tried it. It doesn't work. So you got to find out where the good work is. Now, ladies or gentlemen, go to your local gym and look for the gay man uh-huh. that looks like perfection. Go to that gay man or woman or whoever and ask them, hey, uh, do you happen to do anything to your face? Usually the men will tell you yes, and they will give you the card, and they will give you all the information. A lady will say, no, I just have a good diet, and it's fine. And I used to be that lady. Yes, I have acne. That's a good diet. You have to have a good diet to get rid of it, bad genes, blah, blah, blah. But listen, you know, sometimes you just got to poke your face and, uh, you know, feel a little better about Mm -hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, I don't want to just pick on women who, who get bad work done. To me, there's nothing creepier or weirder or to see a dude with like a lot of work. Like, well, do you that's remember, tough. Do you remember Dennis Quaid? Oh, Dennis Quaid, Bruce Jenner before he transitioned. Like there was yes. years when he would pop oh. up on TV and stuff. Like you know, before he transitioned, where it was just like, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that might have been foreshadowing to a bigger change, and that I don't care, whatever. But just, oh, um, as much as I love the guy, I don't want to speak ill of the dead. We just watched that documentary about uh, Bob Einstein, oh. Marty Funkhauser. Yeah, if yeah, you look yeah. at late seasons of, Sun, of um, Curb, like Marty Funkhauser, like you're like, whoa, you can see his work, and it just, it just looks weird. Okay, so you know how you get addicted to tattoos? Mm-hmm. And some people, people do, yeah. Some people do. Mm-hmm. But, like, you get one and you're like, oh, maybe another. Mm-hmm. And same with piercings or whatever. Uh, work like that can, you could go down that road. Yeah. 
because you're never going to be perfect Mm -hmm. and you're never, you know, but as women, as we grow older, apparently we get more hollow. Mm -hmm. Like we lose the elasticity. Elasticity. (laughs) That's a tough one to say. I know. But we lose it in our face. And guess what happens to you guys? Boys don't, that doesn't happen to y'all. So that's why there's a lot of silver foxes, and you guys get older and guys more. Get wrinkles though, guys. Get, but they don't get hollow. Like we, if I am dripping, mm-hmm. <laughs> Emily Maya Mills had a had a bit where she talks about her face as a melted candle. <laughs> She's like, I'm melting. It's really funny, but yeah, um, dude, I, I I'm coming out, guys. I'm coming out, and I'm telling you, I do it. All right. Well, you look whatever you're doing, it looks great, boo. Thank you. And thank you to Eunice. 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 Eunice is oh, and she works in the ER. So she does the Lord's work and the face work. So good for Eunice. 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 Isn't that a great name? I like it. Eunice. Eunice. I think it's biblical for flower. Sounds like a Depression era dirt farmer. <laughs> you love the Depression era. Oh, I love how you're this like is my <laughs> wife Eunice. <laughs> I like such a fun era, like the Roaring Twenties, or you know, a real fun Sixties, Seventies, but the Dust Bowl era. I just can't get into it, boo. There's more Eunices in that era. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> well, boo, how are you? Listen. Oh, well, I'm good. I'm sorry now. about the lying and the drugging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that I've <laughs> rebounded from the from the drugging, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I drugged by my own wife. Um, I gave it to you, mm-hmm. so I didn't like crush it up in a drink. I've never done that. <laughs> but you know, I knew you needed some sleep. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it was so sweet. Every time I went in there to check in on you, just to make sure you were breathing, <laughs> um, I definitely loved seeing y'all curled up like a little bear. Yeah. And I kept saying, are you okay, little bear? I liked calling you little bear. I'm your little bear. You're my little bear. <laughs> oh, who's going to do fantastic in our new city? We're moving. Bum, 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 bum. Good segue, boo. Thank you. We're moving. We're moving. Moving uh, ooh, March ooh, 1st. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Back to Los Angeles, more specifically, Western Hollywood. Yes! WeHo. The most beautiful place in all the land. Hills, beauty, gay people. It's the best. Oh, my. Oh, my. Hills, Whoops, I beauty, missed the oh, my. Oh my. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, uh, the, the locals call it WeHo, West yep. Hollywood. Which uh, will be, so we can do that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice little spot. It's so beautiful, you guys. It's so pretty and and quaint and and you have oh my gosh, we could look outside and we don't see a building. We actually see trees and oh, I just love it. It's a dream. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I am just so excited. Boo, are you excited? Oh, I'm very excited. <laughs> no, I really am. I really am. I'm very excited. No, I'm very excited. Uh, walking distance to uh, all three of the major comedy clubs. Yep, so Laughing that, Factory. The Laughing Factory. <laughs> the laugh Factory Improv and Comedy Store. Uh, right in the middle of that triangle. So that's a comedian's dream. I can uh, go to the clubs and not even crank my car. Come on. I know. I could walk to things such as... Sir, sexy, unique restaurant, 1.2 miles away. Okay. Tom Tom, which is a spinoff of Sir, sexy, unique restaurant, (laughs) which is just down the road. That's 1.7 if I feel like walking. Also, I am just minutes away from the greatest experience of exercise history. Oh, yeah. 
Barry's Boot Camp. Barry's Guys, Boot. Barry's Boot Camp is in West Hollywood, and they're open despite of COVID, because everyone's outside working out with masks. You used to be, like, customer of the month. Man, I, that was my cheers. The one on Hollywood That was Hallmark. my cheers. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you know what's great? They make it, they so market to people like me, because they make it like a store. They welcome you. You get a towel if you want. There you, go. you could get Celsius. It's fun. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, that's very exciting, boo. I'm happy for you. Thank you, I know boo. how much you love that place. It's You know, it's all about just keeping your soul happy and not <laughs> sad. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be... I don't mean to speak ill of the dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, alive. The people, our neighbors. <laughs> yeah, you can, speak, you can speak ill of people who are alive. Why is that? That seems a little meaner. I feel like you should speak ill about the dead and the people alive just make it work. Why should you speak ill of the dead? Who aren't here to defend themselves. I, know, I think that's exactly. the whole point of it. <laughs> exactly. Well, just to give a quick recap, uh, about two and a half years ago, <laughs> oh, um, no. your dad fell and broke his hip the first time and was going to have to have a long rehab. And it just so happened that about a week after that happened, and we were like, well, who's going to be there to take dad? Uh, we had an incident, and I, in self-defense, uh, punched out our neighbor. To be fair, I was screaming at said neighbor, and Dave had to step in because we were screaming at each other in the courtyard, like and I tried two to take rational the people do. And I really did. Yeah, I, we've told this story before, but just to recap, I didn't go out there all bowed up, like, you can't talk to my woman that way. I went out there trying to keep the peace. I was very diplomatic. I didn't even raise my voice. And I uh, couldn't get anywhere with this guy. So I said, hey, let's start over. I stuck my hand out. I said, hey, man, let's, let's start over. Calm down. I didn't catch your name. I'm Dave. Mm-hmm. Stuck my hand out to shake it. He just stared at me. I, I'm holding my hand out for like five seconds. And then I go, all right, well, piss off then. And I like tapped him on the elbow. Not punch, not not shove. But that was a little bit of a... No, it was a dismissive gesture. It was gesture. a dig. It, it was a dig, but it wasn't violence. And then he, and then I, I just tapped him on the elbow, like, all right, well, piss off then. I tried. That's why I said, piss off, I tried. Okay, piss off, I tried. I, I tapped him on the elbow, kind of like, see you later, loser, kind of thing. Yeah. It wasn't an offensive gesture. It wasn't a violent gesture. Okay. Barely tapped him. I turned to walk away. He goes, did you really just touch me? And he shoved me hard in the oh. back while I was walking away. While I was walking away. And even in that moment, while I'm stumbling, I almost fell down, but I caught myself. I'm stumbling. In that moment, I did tell myself, if I turn around and he's standing where he was originally standing, no harm, no foul. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to walk into into my apartment and be done with it. I was like, if he's still back there, this was just a one and done shove. I'll take the high road and walk away. Well, I catch myself. I turn around. He's charging at me with his fist clenched. And then I'm backed up against our own front door now at this point, and I take a step back, and I put my hands up to kind of defend myself. He's charging at me, and he's charging, and he's charging, and he's getting closer, and bam, I popped him once right in the eyebrow and knocked him out unconscious. It was so much blood, and I had to clean up the blood, (laughs) and it was so weird. I literally had a mop. Like, I felt like I was CSIing it, you know? Like, it was just, oh... But um, anyway, but yeah, so we so had that, to move that into is <laughs> my I mean, dad's house. That's textbook self-defense. Uh, my, you know, sorry that you got knocked out, dude. But uh, yeah, he was so, and I get, he was just like, God, did you really just touch me? Like, he was yeah, one of yeah the worst imagine humans. that. Imagine someone touched your elbow because you're being a prick. 
God. And, and again, it was just a dismissive gesture, kind of like piss off, buddy. I hated him. And he he's one of those guys that's like an accountant, but from home, but like also drives a silver Honda, which nothing wrong with silver Hondas, but like he hasn't moved out of that place for over 10 years type yeah. of thing. And just, oh, sad. A the, sad man. The funniest part about that story was uh, two minutes before I was, I had met the, another neighbor because we were looking for the cat. And this other neighbor, who's uh, there was basically three apartments in a row. We're on one end. This new neighbor's on the other end, and and the guy who I punched out was in the middle. Anyway, long story short, I had just met this new neighbor. It's like, hey, you don't know me, but I live two doors down. My name's Dave. My cat's out, and he couldn't have been any nicer. This Aww. guy's like, oh, I have a cat. I love cats. Come on in, because I needed to get access to his balcony to see because Harvey was on his balcony at the time. Couldn't have been any nicer. And then literally ninety seconds later. He walks out of his apartment to see me standing over a bleeding unconscious man. Oh, my God. And I said, hey, I know this looks terrible, but I swear I didn't start it. And and he's the one that told me, like, well, just go on. I'll I'll take care of this guy. And he's the one that woke him up and took him to the hospital. I guess guess he needed stitches. But, hey. Wasn't our finest moment. I'm not proud of it. but uh, And that's what I even told the cops. I said, hey, I'm not a (laughs) jujitsu expert. I, I don't know how to disarm someone who's charging at me other than throwing a, a right cross. That's that's my only tool in the arsenal, weapon in the arsenal. Like, what was I supposed to do? Like, guys charging at me, what am I supposed to do? I'm not just going to stand there and let them pop me. That's you know? true. He, he's the one that initiated the physical confrontation. Now, you could argue I didn't help things by tapping him on the elbow, but that's not a, that's not a violent gesture. That was a dismissive go go piss off. Anyway, so that coincided with your dad uh, breaking uh, his breaking. So it was like, oh, per- Ed, we're getting evicted, so perfect time. Let's move in <laughs> to your dad's place. We helped him out for about two months. Yeah. You're the one that was like, we're out of here February 1st. <laughs> I had to. Well, guys, you it was... a hard, hard out. It was my dad. God bless him. He was hurt. It was the first time he's ever broken anything. I think that's it, too. When people, when older people break something, that does suck. Imagine being older and then also having an injury they've never had. Like, that, oh, that would have been a hard injury for a 20-year-old. So he was just real grouchy. He had one of those electric chairs, like wheelchairs, to get him from his bedroom to the den, and he would just honk the horn (laughs) outside of the door (laughs) and, like, wake up! Um... But yeah, now he's dead. <laughs> yeah. My point for bringing all that <laughs> up was when we moved out of your dad's house, yeah. we said, well, if we move back to L.A. like we want to and where we both you know, lived prior to that, we're going to be an hour and a half with traffic away from your dad who might need us. So anyway, we moved to Long Beach primarily Halfway. to be closer to your dad. 20 to 30 minutes 20 to 30 minutes away as opposed to hour, hour and a half depending on traffic. So that's why we moved to Long Beach two years ago. To be close to your dad, and now we know how that story has ended. Not to be sad about it or bring you down, but now that we don't necessarily have to be close to your dad, time to get back to LA. It's true. So there we go. And it was so meant to be. You know, when you just walk into somewhere and it's like it felt like birds were chirping and <laughs> the energy. I know I sound all woo woo, but it felt so light and mm-hmm. fun. And I just wanted a place to live for a year where it was just peaceful and I could get my bearings like, and we could just have our first year of marriage. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just very excited. It's almost cottage. Like it's, it's a beautiful place. It's uh, beautiful. Second floor corner lot. So we oh. got windows. We can see 
the, the one street, we could see the other. Like it's nice little corner lot with windows everywhere. Uh, I like that we're on the second floor now. Uh, just, just my security brain always prefers to be on the second floor. It's harder to burglarize. Yeah. Um, nice, quaint, tucked away neighborhood. And also, what's very exciting? I'm stoked about this. I have not lived in a two bedroom. Oh, guys! In uh, literally, literally since 2008 was the last time I lived in a two bedroom spot. Everything oh. out after that's been either renting a room in a guy's dirty house or the yeah. van or my own one bedroom spot. And then now we've had a couple of one bedroom spots, but it'll be great to have that second bedroom. To the second bedroom, I think, is key. I think that's going to be key for both of us. Mm-hmm. And I, guys, I'm trying to figure out our vision for the apartment. Now, my vision is. Now, this is going to be easy to capture. Half masculine, half feminine, Hollywood classic retro, but also with a tinge of modern and like a fun vibe. I want it to be peaceful but cool. Anyway, everything in our apartment's going. Everything is not to the apartment. Everything's going, going, gone. If you guys want something, just uh, we should have like a $20 sale. Everything, $20. Or something like that. What do you think? A lot of this stuff's not worth twenty dollars. Okay, uh-huh. but okay, so like a five dollar sale. Like a, we should have a poor man's estate sale. <laughs> that would be so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Here's an empty five gallon water jug. You I like mean, that? if we have a, a sale, I'm sure people would be interested in our crap. <laughs> but you want to get rid of almost everything? Yeah. Just start fresh. I've never had. I I wanted to be. All fresh stuff. I just have a lot. Okay, here's the thing, guys. I have memories and stuff attached to certain furniture, uh-huh. and that's hoardery. Marie Kondo says that, you know, you just have to keep things that spark your joy. Mm-hmm. And there's a few things that spark my joy in here. And there's some, you know, presents from certain people that was given to me so that person can hold it over my head for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. And and is going to go. Can we have a ceremonial burning of that piece I mean, of furniture? The thing is, it's like a nice piece of furniture. <laughs> so I was like, I texted Jazz yesterday. I was like, want this? She's like, perhaps, which if anyone says perhaps, perhaps it's usually no. no. Hard no. You told me, uh, I never thought about this concept, but you're the one that told me that uh, yeses are fast and noes are slow. Yep. Yeses are usually very fast. You want to get back to that person. You want to tell them yes. And no's are extremely slow mm-hmm. because the person's have full of anxiety. I don't really want to do this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no's are, no's are slow. Yeses are fast. Okay. That will help you in life, guys. Someone told me that once and I was like, this is a game changer. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we spent the last couple of weeks looking at a ton of apartments. Ton. And we uh, we looked at a ton online. We looked at a handful in person. Uh, two that came to mind last week. Um, that one I, I mentioned this on the Boogie Monster, but we went and looked at a actual house uh, right above the Sunset Strip, like literally. 200 yards north of the Whiskey, the Whiskey a Go-Go, to be proper, but the, the Whiskey famous uh, rock and roll club right there on the Sunset Strip, Sunset, uh, is it Sunset Boulevard, right? Sunset, what is Sunset? Sunset. I think it's Boulevard, right? Sunset, oh, I'm going to look it up, sorry. We always just, everybody just calls uh, it Sunset. sunset. But, yeah, <laughs> but it, the people in the now, gross. Anyway, right okay. there on the Sunset Strip, uh, West Hollywood, where the Viper Room and the Whiskey and just all these classic, like, 80s hair Yeah, metal Sunset Boulevard. Boulevard. Um, Boulevard. But that, that house was literally 
200 yards up like north of the strip. And it was beautiful, but it was really small. Yeah. And I always hate this. The owner's house is on the same property. Like the uh, the people who own the, yeah. the our landlords would be 40 feet down the ridge right there looking up at us the whole time. I don't like that. It, it, it felt weird. Yeah. I don't like that when the landlord is near you. I also don't like having to kind of sneak in from the op- the front door, like yeah. the gate. Yeah. There's like a common area. There's three houses on yeah. this property. A big one, a middle-sized one, which the owner lives in, and then the small one, which is the only one we could have afforded. But <laughs> but it was just too small. It was okay. a two-bedroom, freestanding house, but I bet it... Seriously, I'm, I'm, we're talking... It was 700 square feet. Oh, I don't even know that. Yeah, I mean, it maybe was, 600. And I just felt so big. It felt like going to Disneyland in like a miniature, like I just felt like everything, I was just a huge, huge ogre in this yeah. like tiny, tiny person yeah. house. It kind of had a Willy Wonka vibe. It did. Like the walls are closing in on us. I will say the backyard, very nice. Oh yeah. It was beautiful. Had there was a, nice a backyard. backyard. There was a backyard. There was a courtyard that was so cute. But yeah, and it was just, here's the thing. I felt bad. Because the lady that was showing it to us was like, we really clicked. We really, really clicked. Uh-huh. Okay. Because, you know, you reach out to all these people who are like, oh, send in your application first. Or, I mean, we came across so many flaky, mean yeah. people. But this girl used emojis. We used emojis <laughs> right away, which you know is just, ah, oh, soul sister. And we were just joking. And I was just, I was very honest with her, like, you are such a nice person. Thank you for treating me like a human. And she was like, no problem. And she made time to show us the mm-hmm. place, despite she was going to show it that weekend for an open house. But she made the time. She basically told us, like, if y'all want it, you're going to have it today, and I'll cancel the open house. And I was like, maybe we can make it work. Like, I, <laughs> I just, because I liked her you so You wanted much. to rent it because she was nice. She was so nice. And she was nice, but that's no reason to <laughs> pick where you're going to live. I just loved her. She came and she had this like really cute like capris on and she was just flustered and she had her kid in the back and <laughs> left the kid in the back and was just like, whoa, I just loved her. You you almost had renter's guilt. I did. I, I have buyer's guilt. This is the same technique I use sometimes if I go into a record store and the employees or the owners are friendly. And even if I don't really find something I need, I sometimes like subconsciously feel obligated to buy something. Well, they were nice. I like to support small business. And I bought many records that, okay, I kind of want this. So I didn't just buy something I hated, but I've bought many records that I didn't necessarily need or want just so I could, you know, let them have a sale. Yeah. Let them, you know, earn some money. Not that, you know, my $12 record is going to. Let them close early for the day. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel obligated. You guys yeah. are nice. Sure. Here's, Why not? here's 10, 12 bucks for the thing. You were ready to do that. <laughs> with a rental. <laughs> with where you live. <laughs> I felt bad. And then I realized also, um, and boo, I say this in love. Uh-huh. I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to share my life with you. You are my best friend. Here comes a butt. When you were driving to the house, uh-huh. um, you almost had a heart attack because yeah. it's right off the Sunset Strip. <laughs> and um, I thought that would be neat because there's oh. all those rock and roll clubs that you uh-huh. could walk to. Oh. I was like, oh, he'll have fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a little bit of road rage, boo. We would little... have had, every time we left the house, we would have had to turn left uh, <laughs> with no light. <laughs> 
turn left across the Sunset Strip <laughs> every day we wanted to leave the and house. And I've never seen you more str- like I was like you're you'll have a heart attack. We have to not live here. We can't. We just can't. And then we had oh. Cody. Oh, Cody. Oh, this freaking dude. Guys, I thought it would be artistically stimulating to why not live in the last house Jim Morrison lived in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it was a historical sweet. landmark. Mm-hmm. And just to be clear, we weren't we're not in a position to rent his entire house. Oh yeah, that makes state. us sound like millionaires. Yeah, but uh, the the place he used to live, the, his last known U.S. address, right uh-huh. near uh, right near Santa Monica in West Hollywood, uh, they've chopped that up into like four apartments. Yeah, and we were gonna, and they look they look cool. Oh, they look was, so cool. It was all the original, well, a lot of the original furniture mm-hmm. yeah. from him. So I was thinking, ooh, artistically, it'll be our artistic bungalow. So I set up a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I say Friday at noon, mm-hmm. and and he confirmed. And he see confirmed, you there. See you there. And Friday at noon rolls around, and we left nice lady. By the way, mm-hmm. we could have hung out there more. Yeah, it would have been neat. We cleared our schedule. Yeah. We had an appointment. Yeah, we set an appointment. Yes. with this goober. Yes, we got there early. Like got I there always early. do. Yep, you're very good at that. Twenty minutes later. Hey, I'm, I'm stuck in traffic, running late. Oh, no, no, no. 20 minutes later, I had to reach out to him. Yeah, you reached out. So we're standing there for 20 minutes. And we just look loitering. We're standing there for 30 because we got there 10 minutes early, but that's on us. He's not obligated to be there early. But and so 20 minutes after our uh, scheduled time. I still think I have the text message. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are you guys ready <laughs> for this? I mean... Is this even interesting? Probably not. Well, we're already into it. We're already here. We've already committed to the bit. <laughs> I immediately regret doing this because um, I have too many text messages. Okay, guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know where you it went. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. <laughs> At twelve twenty, you reach out and be like, "Hey, we're here." Oh, I'm sorry. I'm caught in traffic. I'm stuck in traffic. I'll be there as soon as I can. Not even even that. Hey, I'm five minutes away. I'm ten minutes away. Right. Give us give us something. Well, I'm stuck in traffic. I'll be there as soon as I can. So in LA, we have to get used to this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be twenty minutes away, pretty yeah. much. Everyone's going to be about twenty minutes. You give people twenty to twenty five minutes. I know that seems like no, a lot. No, you I usually disagree. do ten or fifteen. But listen, twenty. Nice round number. He lives in L.A., right? He's used to this. Plan yeah, accordingly, dude. And this is your job. So then I, I say, oh, okay, like 10 minutes, 15. Yeah, give us an ETA. You dude. know, and he's like, 15 minutes. Oh, great. So another. you'll be 35 minutes. minutes late by the time you arrive. Yeah, so we uh-huh. walk around the neighborhood. We go to that. There's like a cool fish restaurant mm-hmm. down the street. Connie and Ted's. Eww, yeah. Beautiful. And we're just. We're just toot, rooting and tooting, but during this rooting and tooting time, <laughs> I know how to like just go into my happy place and waste time mm-hmm. real well in like cities and everything. But Boo, my darling Boo, mm-hmm. you were steaming. It was like a kettle steaming, like the water was starting to boil. And I was like, it's going to be okay. Let's give this guy a chance. Guys, 30 minutes late to an appointment that he set. He recommended we'll meet you over there at noon. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, he gets to me and uh, get back to us, and he's like, I'm in front I'm in front of the gate. Really? Because so are we. And I sent him a screenshot of the Jim Morrison gate, which was really cool. And he said, oh, that that isn't a rental property that we're renting anymore. That, that property's off the market. I'm at blah, blah, blah. 
Really? Scroll up to the same fucking thread that we're currently on, and Katie confirmed the address and the apartment and the time. Here's the thing. I wouldn't give a shit. I wonder if you were the one texting back and forth with him. No, I didn't text again. No, no. I wonder if you were, being a guy, uh-huh. if he would have apologized. Because guess what? He didn't apologize didn't at all. Didn't apologize. He nothing. just said, well, I'm here. Where did you see the ad? And I was like, and I just took a screenshot of the initial appointment. Everything's of there. The, of the text. Right. Yeah. See right here when I confirm the address and you said Sure. Mm-hmm. That's where I saw it, dumbass. And so then he just kept going back and forth like with semantics. Like, well, no, because that place just got bought and blah, blah, blah. Look at the thread. You yeah. said. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I don't know how people can argue past that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the same way when idiots in your life want to argue with you about, no, I didn't say that. Look at the thread. Yeah. Look at the email thread. Look at the text thread. It's in writing, dumbass. Now yeah. you're going to try to backpedal? And you're drunk. Just apologize. Yes. Well, this guy wasn't drunk. Oh, sorry. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I get like, oh, I misunderstood you or I misheard yeah. you. But when you're talking emails or text, just look at the fucking text. Well, he clearly just deletes them. He probably just has a lot of text messages. Well, that's a great way to do business. I, I know. When it's you're just, keeping appointments. So we kept going back and forth and I was like, you know what? We're just going to go. Thank you, though. And um, next time, maybe read the text and give people a heads up. And he just said, that's so weird. Not, I'm sorry to waste your time. Oh, he said that's so weird? Yeah. What's? Oh, you didn't tell me that. No, I did. Oh, I didn't because I was like, oh, that would be a whole thing. No, I didn't. That, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. That, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah, we're the weird ones. <laughs> well, good news, I, didn't give, I never gave a shit about the doors anyway. So. Yeah. Now, if that was, you know, Ozzy's last house or Keith Richards' last house, that'd be pretty cool, but. I, I never give a shit about Jim Moore. I mean, they're fine, but it's no problem. I know. But, I, you know, as I didn't a music either. fan, it's still, if if the rent was good, I wouldn't have paid extra to live in Jim Morrison's house, but it was a nice apartment. If the rent was reasonable, I'd be like, sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know. It was just, it, well, poor Cody. And, I, you know, I, I knew a Cody in elementary school, mm-hmm. and he was a twin. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the, you know, if you're a twin named Cody, you're fine. But, uh <laughs> Cody's have never been big in my life. You know, I've never met a good Cody. Have you? I don't know. Cody is a, you know, it always, always reminded me of coyotes. I always thought, it, yeah, phonetically, I always mm-hmm. thought it was kind of a goofy name. Mm-hmm. Cody. Cody. I am Cody. <laughs> Where's Cody at? Oh. I didn't know he smarted off to you that's yeah. weird well if you were do yeah i just i don't know anyway guys so that we we looked at some places it wasn't a wedding venue situation we didn't just go with the first place yeah and uh yeah we yeah. got approved and i'm so excited and yeah. march 1st we'll be heading on up yeah to the excited. we to the hoe which uh couldn't come at a better time oh boy yeah because there's a bunch of little issues bubbling to the surface in our own neighborhood and I've about had an ass full of these clowns. It's not okay. All right. Um, guys, first of all, we I feel like we're good neighbors. And I know this, the last few episodes, it feels like we're just on here complaining about stuff. And I don't want to sound too complaining. No, we're very lucky. Uh, we love everyone. <laughs> Having said that, the just, people around us are losing their minds. And have, maybe we're the bad ones. No, I just I have no tolerance for dumb people or inconsiderate people. I got no tolerance Yeah, for that. I get you that. Because both of those can be changed 
You know, it doesn't take a lot of effort to be considerate of your friends and neighbors. Yeah. And if you're dumb, then fucking read a book and improve your situation, you know? Yeah. Uh, Long story short, a new neighbor in a neighboring building, not our building. Not our building. The building next door. Mm -hmm. Long story short, we live on a row of quadplexes Mm -hmm. on our street. And next door to us is a quadplex. We live in a quadplex. And between the two buildings is a common driveway that leads to the rear of each properties mm-hmm. uh, where there are parking spaces. Mm-hmm. Now, theoretically, you could fit two two cars on each side. Mm-hmm. You know, one building has a little, you know, if you go down our driveway yeah. and get to the rear of the property, to the right is about a 20 by 20 patch of concrete where their building's tenants can park. Mm-hmm. And to the left is about a 20 by 20 patch of concrete where our building's tenants can park. Now, ideally, Mm -hmm. in the real world, really only one car from each building can park back there. In a perfect world, yes, technically you could fit two cars in each patch, so a total of four. Mm -hmm. But nobody ever parks there in our building. we got four tenants in this building. None of us park back there Mm -hmm. because it's just kind of a pain in the ass. It's really tight, and the way the driveway is, you know, if you have a low-sitting car, because it's goes up a little hill first, you scrape the undercarriage of your car. So nobody in our building ever parks back there. You and I park back there maybe once a month when we've gotten home too late and there's just no parking on the street. We've talked about that before, how terrible the parking is in this neighborhood. You can't, you know, you got to get home by like four o'clock or else mm-hmm. it fills up. So we park there about once a month when we've gotten home late and it's just, we don't want to walk a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. The other building, they have one tenant who's always parked there and that's fine. They've been here for years, whatever. They always park there, okay? the other Now they've got a new tenant in that building. So the other night, we had parked in our spot. The other neighbor in the other building, who always parks there, parks in their spot. And by the way, it's my car, so yeah. I have a bunch of crap in it, which is bad. Mm-hmm. But also, with um, every since my dad passed away, there's just a lot of like probate stuff. Mm-hmm. Long story short, this would have... Screwed. If you got towed, if I had gotten towed, it would have been such a cluster f. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Continue. So the new tenant comes home one day. I guess you know she was told, "Well, there's parking back there. It's real tight, but if you can squeeze back there, feel free to use that parking on their building side. We are parked on our building side. Right. She comes home, and because, like I said, it is kind of hard to swing into one of the spots if there's a car on each side. Yeah. It's hard to put a second car in either side, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. But we are clearly parked on our side. And the other thing is, too, it's so self-explanatory. It's not some weird situation where, like, oh, I didn't know that that side was that building or the property line. No, it's in a third grader could walk back there and go, oh, that building, that's their spot. That building, that's their spot. Yeah, it's Got like it. at a shopping or on a street with a lot of shops. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's Starbucks yeah. and this is the boutique with all the cool cards. There's I forgot the name no of it. There's no confusion. There's no way yeah. you could possibly confuse anything. So anyway, this new tenant comes home and she's like, oh, there's somebody in the other building who's probably parked in their spot legally, but because of that, it's making it hard for me to swing my car in. And let's go ahead and paint the picture. Uh-huh. Uh, I felt commotion because I went to bed at, you know, my regular time, guys, 8 p.m. And I heard, you don't really see cars coming back and forth, just, except yeah. one or two if needed. But 
Yeah, I, 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 I saw headlights coming through the bedroom window, and I was like, huh. And then it, it just felt very back and forth uh-huh. and annoyed. Like yeah. somebody was going back and forth and like, what? Yeah. I'm not getting my way. Yeah. yeah. And I was asleep. So here's what follows now. Okay, a few minutes. So she backs out and her, you know, whatever. She's not back there anymore. And then like 10 minutes later, my neighbor Joe, who I'm on very good terms with, I like Joe, and Joe's wife is the one who always parks behind their building. Joe, mm-hmm. Joe's in the other building that I'm talking about, not our building, but Joe and I get along fine, and uh, his wife parks in their spot, mm-hmm. and he goes, hey, is that your, your car back there? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. And he goes, huh, just a heads up, I think my landlord is about to have it towed. Not your landlord, Lord Dave, but my... To, by the way, these buildings are owned by different prop companies. Yes. It's not like the same landlord owns all these buildings. They have a landlord who owns a property company, and we have a landlord who yeah. owns a property. Two not related whatsoever, not affiliated. He says, I think my landlord is about to have your car towed from your spot. So first thing I say, thanks for the heads up, Joe. Let me get your landlord's number. And Joe, we get along fine, but he was like, ah... And I get it. He's like, I'm not, you know, with privacy issues these days. Privacy I, issues. I get C-B-S. it. CBS. No. Joe, here's, here's why. Here's why. He yes. was hesitant to He's give a very nice his human landlord's being. number to, yes. to someone who's not a tenant. Yes. Okay. Fine. But also, his wife, I love how I'm whispering, mm-hmm. is the one that parks back there yeah. all the time. Yeah. And they've been here for 100,000 years. I get it. But I'm sure she's like, oh, I bet I don't know. I bet the landlord doesn't really know that I park there. Let's just keep it. Or you know what I mean? Like it might have affected her. I have a conspiracy. Guys. I don't think so. I think that's shady. Give give you the number. Give okay. you the number. No, I get that. Like I get both sides of it. Like also, Joe, I'm not going to call her and sell her <laughs> multi-level marketing. I'd like to talk to her because you're telling me that she's about to have my car towed. Mm-hmm. So can I get her fucking number? And I'm not mad. He was like, look, and he's a teacher and he's a nice guy. And he's so being a teacher, I'm sure he's up to date on all the, you know, yeah, I don't know. You can't really give out people's numbers. Fine. Well, another tenant in that building. I, so immediately I walk outside. Now I'm I'm thinking I'm five minutes away of yeah. getting in an argument with a tow truck driver. I'm like, well, I got to go out and guard your car. Yeah. You know, because he just told me a tow truck's en route to tow our car from our spot. Yes. So I'm outside this whole time. Yep. And uh, another neighbor from that building walks by, and I, this is a guy I've just recently met. He seems like a nice guy named Joel, and he goes, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, well, you're, apparently your landlord's about to tow my car, and he goes, what? And I goes, yeah, I'm talking to Joe about it, and Joe didn't want to give me your number, and he yeah. was just, he kind of like looked around and was like, here's her number. I'll give her, I'll give you her number. Love that. So Thank I, you, new neighbor. Thank so, you. So I call, I call the landlord. Of course, it goes straight to voicemail, and the voicemail bolt. Mailbox is full. I hate that. Yeah. Guys, clean up your voicemails. Come on. I do that too, though. That happens to me. Hi. Charlie. Charlie. What's up, buddy? He needs attention. Hold on. Cheers. Come here. Come here, you little football. So I just sent her a text. I said, uh, I'll call her Michelle. Nobody knows her last name or where she's at. Hey, Michelle, you don't know me. I'm Dave. I live next door to one of your buildings. I put the address. I was told you are attempting to have the red Prius towed. That's my wife's car. She's parked behind our apartment, not on your building's property. According to our landlord, we are allowed to park there. And I say, I go on to, I continue, I say, I'm not angry or trying to stir the pot, but please call off the tow truck. I don't want to wait up all night to fend off a faulty tow. And then there's no response. I send her another one. I take a picture of our car. 
in front of our building. I go, hey, look, that's our address, not your address. Mm-hmm. Here's physical evidence, photographic evidence that we're parked in. Uh, and then no I response. I just love you. I love how thorough you And are. then I go, a few minutes later, no response. I go, any response or acknowledgement would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> yeah. So now you're calling out her character, so yeah. she's going to respond. Finally, then she responds, no worries. I didn't call the tow truck yet. Thank you for letting me know. I didn't know it was one of your own... I didn't know if it was one of my own tenants or a random person. The picture wasn't very clear of my angry tenant who couldn't get into her garage. Oh. We'll figure it out. And I say, okay, thanks. We rarely park there because it's so tight, and it probably made it difficult for her to park there, but it's possible to fit three cars back there. I said, furthermore, that's shady of her to be vague with you about the car's location in hopes that it would be towed. Mm-hmm. Thing. So my point, at first I'm irate at this landlord mm-hmm. because it never dawned on me that the original complainant was being dishonest about the location of the car. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, when I first hear about this, I'm like, Joe, let me get her number. Wait a minute. Your, your landlord's going to tow my car from my spot? Let me talk to this lady. Come to find out the original complainant said, this car's blocking my garage. <sighs> This car's blocking my... And then the landlord told the complainant, okay, if it's there tomorrow, I'll have it towed. Yeah. These are messages that uh, Joe showed me later. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. you got to see them? The landlord <gasps> Ooh, the landlord told the complainant... Because the landlord, all she knows is, oh, there's a yeah. car parked in front of your garage? Mm-hmm. Okay, if it's there tomorrow, I have it towed. And then the complainant's like, fine. Mm-hmm. So the complainant left the discourse... With the knowledge that that car would eventually be towed, knowing that that car is that car might be preventing you from yeah. parking in front of your garage, we are not blocking you from your garage. Nope. We are parked in our fucking space, <laughs> and if you can't fit a second car into your building spot, that's a big old case of tough shit. At the very least, maybe knock on somebody's door on this building and be like, hey, I know you're allowed to park there, but yeah. it's making it hard for me to get in. Do you mind backing up and let me get in? And then maybe we'll work mm-hmm. that out. Mm-hmm. But to just be like, I'm going to lie about where it's parked, and I've been told that it's going to be towed, and I'm fine with that. Hey, way to ingratiate yourself into the neighborhood, you fucking asshole. Okay, so guys... Just going to leave it knowing that, all right, tomorrow this car will be parked, be towed from its own spot. And again, yeah. there's no way to misinterpret <laughs> the spot. The, the, like I said, it's very obvious there's a spot behind our building. It's not even the thing where, like, right. it's in an adjacent location and that's their spot and that's their spot. Our spot is directly behind our building. Their spot is directly behind their building. If you can't get in because we're parked in our spot, tough shit, park on the street like everybody else in this neighborhood. Okay. Now, guys, and She boo. was going to have not a stranger's oh car towed, <laughs> a neighbor's car towed. Yeah. Okay. Amazing job. I am just as angry. Now, you're... A delightful hummingbird of a neighbor, Boo. You're you take up the trash. You you I get people. No, no, no. I'm I'm not being sarcastic. Okay. You really are. I know sarcasm is so ingrained in All me. All I do I is take like up the everybody's trash can and fend off masturbators. That's, That's all I do. 
<laughs> every cha- night. I, I chased off multiple no, masturbators. I've chased off multiple crazy people screaming on our stoop. I take up the neighbor's trash cans. I grab their Amazon packages and take it up to their door. Mm-hmm. So what's the fucking problem? So here's the thing. I love you, mm-hmm. but you don't know bitchy girls. You don't know bitchy, entitled, drunk girls. I woke up and I was angry about the towing thing because, again, that would F everything up Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) But, and I was so grateful you were up. Like, if you weren't up, my car would have been towed Mm -hmm. because that girl wouldn't have given up that night. She she was on one. She's going to do it. But it sounded like a drunken basic B, Mm -hmm. which is just like, what? I park there. What? Solution to it. I just want to, because I want to know how that conversation went. Hey, landlord. My neighbor's parked in his space. Can you tow him? Thank you. No, it was, it was, uh, no, I, I, here's how I think it went. It was probably, um, so there's a red Prius and it's in my spot. Okay. I can't get into my spot. It needs to be towed or I am going to blah, blah, blah. So threaten blah, blah, blah. I'm sure she did a lot of angry text messages. So Landlord. She even said my angry tenant. Yeah. She she put that my angry tenant wasn't clear about where it was parked. Right, wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And here's the other thing with that text from the manager. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. This is horrifying yeah. behavior. Oh dear God. It was just, we'll figure it out. That's how she ended it. What? Where's the apology? But yeah, I grew up with crazy, crazy women, (laughs) not in a great, beautiful way, not in a bad way. And I also am very well-versed in bitchy, bitchy behavior, Mm -hmm. and that's a drunk bitch. That's just what that was. But... The nerve, the entitlement. Yeah. Tell it. Like, that's the other thing. (laughs) She ended the discourse with her landlord knowing that that car would be towed tomorrow. And she was fine with that. You're okay? And again, this isn't some, we're not at, we're not at Walmart. Mm -hmm. We're neighbors now. Yeah. This is how you're going to treat a neighbor you've never met? Have his car towed from his spot? Uh, It's insane. And lie about it? Lie about, she told her landlord, it's it's blocking my garage. So her landlord's like, oh, she's, this car's parked in front of her garage, we'll have it towed. No, I might be making it difficult for you to swing your car in, but I am not blocking your garage. We are parked on our own fucking property. Kiss my ass. Yeah, why is it that landlords are so not given a crap? Especially down here. They don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we have a broken, so many broken blinds. and We we, gave our notice yesterday. We did. And uh, two years of... Perfect rental history during a pandemic. A, pan- a global one, guys. Global Did you guys pandem- know that? Didn't mi- <laughs> wasn't wasn't way. late a day. Mm-hmm. Also, I know that other neighbors in this building uh, had asked for discounts during that, and fine, rightfully so. I mm-hmm. still don't believe. I still never understood why uh, uh, landlords were the only ones that weren't supposed to be affected mm-hmm. by this global pandemic. But that being said, during a pandemic, two straight years of perfect rental history, zero complaints. Cops have never been over here. Mm-hmm. I send a nice worded email. Yeah, your emails are always so nice, very nice and very thoughtful. Di- and then her response was received. Thank you. R- received. Received. Thank you. Received. Yeah, thanks for being a good tenant. Thanks for paying your oh, rent. Oh, where on are you time. guys going? You What's going? going on? Received. Received. Thank yeah, thanks, Tracy. Yeah, yeah. real, real dull. <laughs> 
But that's not the only thing. So we got next door, basic B, who's, I am not allowed to talk to you, Dave said, because. Oh, and I, boy, you were talking some shit. I was projecting because the windows I am were an open. actor. The windows were open and you were just hot. I was so angry, and I was just like, what the hell? What kind of fucking bitch? Blah. I was just going in on her. <laughs> like, if you'd have gone out there, you, there would have been a fist fight. That's why I was, I was having to calm you down. Yeah. So I'm not really, I'm not going outside a lot. Or Charlie, taking on, out the trash or anything, because I fear I might run into her, and I'm still at the anger level. Of a high, I'm I'm at level red. Mm -hmm. So until I get down to like light yellow to green, I can't really speak to anybody. And I don't know if I'll get there Mm -hmm. before we move. So I'm just trying to hide so I don't have a punching situation. Well, you know what else is fun? We got two weeks left here. And like Mm -hmm. I said, we usually park back there maybe once a month. I'm parking back there every night. (laughs) Every single night. I'm parking back there. Okay, why? You're just adding gas to the fire. She almost had a, a neighbor toad for unjustly. Unjust, <clears throat> unjustly? Unjustly? Yeah. In? I know. I I'm making you dumber. Well, here's the thing. You're going to do that. Guess what? I'm parking in my spot every night, and you you figure it out. Kiss yeah. my ass. I mean, I and I always just feel bad. Like, even going back there, because our... Neighbors in our building have made uh, basically a jungle up on the top of the garage yeah. that they only enjoy. We, yeah. Then our other neighbors have children, and we all know I'm allergic to those. And so <laughs> I am. And yeah, to be fair, one of the kids called me chubby once about two years ago. It was fine. I'm not affected by it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say also, very nice people. Above us. Mm-hmm. Super, super sweet. But the other side of the building, I think, is cursed because every single person that is in that bottom apartment, weird, just weird. And I'm weird. And I could say that, but like like mean weird, you mm-hmm. know? And just strange, you know, the, the sunglasses that go, what are those? Oakleys. Oakleys that like wrap around your face, but they're not Oakleys. Like they're total dad glasses, which is fine. But I don't know, just... There's a lot of hoo over there. Yeah. Bad juju. Well, here's the other problem we've got going on mm-hmm. right now. And I, and by the way, I know we sound petty and I know we're complaining, but this is. And I get it. And, and if we were a more evolved <laughs> This person, is all we have. <laughs> this is it. No, it's, it's, but it's everywhere. It's everywhere. The inconsideration, the, I just have noticed how mean strangers are to people. Like. <sighs> I get that's your job if you're a landlord, put up a thing for rent. You know what I mean? You get lost. You you forget which day. Say sorry. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Like, But people don't treat people like humans anymore. It's like, ugh. Well, it's, it's just, just my never-ending battle of trying to figure out if you're an idiot or an asshole or both. Well, we everyone's eight, both, I These think. two buildings, eight <laughs> apartments, eight trash cans. <laughs> Each trash can has the address Written on it. Now, some of them are a little faded or whatever, mm-hmm. but if you look close enough, eight, mm-hmm. eight apartments, eight trash cans. Mm-hmm. All right. This is yours. That's his. That's hers. Not very complicated. Eight trash cans and four uh, uh, recyclable cans. Yes. Recyclable and, cans. and it says our number on yeah, it. Yeah. It has right. a number song. <sighs> Multiple different neighbors. Now, this one neighbor, I think they're doing it on purpose, and I'm going to get to the bottom of that. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I know this sounds like an old man rant, but mm-hmm. if there's eight apartments and eight trash cans and they have numbers on them, mm-hmm. logic tells you that each apartment has their own can. Very true. All right? It's not necessarily community cans. Mm-hmm. And even if it was, still kind of the same principle applies, but mm-hmm. everybody's got their own fucking trash can, mm-hmm. correct? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so we got a lot of people just throwing shit in our can. Yeah. Okay? And even that I might be over to overlook. If... You know, okay, trash day's Thursday night. We take sure. the trash cans down Thursday. I get if on Wednesday or Thursday your can's full and I got a lot of room in mine, sure, throw a little something in there. Big deal. You know, I'm not, I'm not I don't do inventory of our trash can. And to be fair, if it's on the street, Once that's when the, I do it. When that's it's on the open, street, it's that's fair open game. game. Yeah. yeah, you can go yeah. and do what you need. Once okay? you take them to the curb, then you do whatever you want. I think. But here's what's happened a lot lately. Oh not only, mm-hmm. there's a three prong. Idiot fork here. <laughs> not only are you putting oh shit in our can. Sure. Okay, strike one. Mm-hmm. You're not breaking down the boxes that you put in the can. A lot of people have been mm-hmm. putting their recyclable cardboard boxes in our can without breaking them down. Very even, weird. Even though the big purple recycling, recyclable cans have room in them. Yep. And if they don't have room in them, it's probably because people like you putting unbroken boxes in them. Yeah. So not only do they put shit in our can... It's an unbroken down box. Mm-hmm. And third, mm-hmm. their ad- address label is on said box. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take a, it takes me about three seconds of, of investigation to figure out who the fuck put this there because your address is on there. Right. You're going to put an unbroken down box that A, should go in the recycling can, in our <laughs> can, and leave your name on it. <laughs> so now, you know what I've been doing all fucking week? You know what I've been oh, doing? Oh, boy. What? I'm, I'm just like the tooth fairy. I'm the trash fairy. Mm-hmm. I take every time I see <laughs> an unbroken down box with someone else's name in it, in our box, yep. in our can, yep. I take it out and I put it not in their can, but on top of their can. And that's fair. There you go, asshole. You I hang on to this. I think that's fair. This is yours. If you're dumb enough to throw a box away in somebody's trash can and not break it down, why not tear off your name? Haller, you're guilty. You're guilty. That is our property. And again, I (laughs) do sound so petty. petty. I'm well aware of this. We sound awful. But there's a principle behind it. If again, Mm -hmm. three strikes. A you put it in our can. B you didn't break it down. C you left your fucking name on it. Yeah, and if this happened once in a while, we wouldn't be, like, harping on it. But, yeah, it happens often, guys. It happens often. But it's gotten a little more aggressive. And I know what the, I know how we sound, but here's the thing. I'm not up my own ass. Mm-mm. I'm not perfect. Mm-mm. I just told a story about how I punched out another neighbor. Yeah. Okay? No. I'm not perfect. I am a horrible neighbor. But since we've been here. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> well, my point is, since, I be we, chatty. since we've been here. We don't have kids screaming and yelling and stomping all over the place. That's true. We don't have guests. Mm-hmm. In two years, we've had like two people over. That's true. We don't make a lot of noise. Nope. All I do, and I always, me and Ron, the only two people in the whole building I've ever seen take the cans down or bring them up. That's true. The cans get down there, brought up. It's me or Ron who've done, who's done it. The other two never even fucking dawned on them. Yeah, I think they think it just happens. Yeah, who do you think the trash fairy just takes your can and puts it out on the curb and then brings it back? Who do you think does that? All I've ever done, (laughs) I've every 10 times, I've had 10 incidences late at night where there's been a maniac screaming at our door. Oh, right, yeah. And I'm the, and I know that everybody on the block is woken up by and hears it. 
every there. time I'm out there with no backup. Yeah. Dave will solve it. I go out there. Hey, how's it? I, I've talked about my new approach. I'm not aggressive about it because I understand a lot of these people are mentally unstable. My approach is, hey, man, couldn't help but notice that you're screaming at the top of your lungs. What can I do to help? I'm always. I up. love. How can that. I help? How can Good. we subtext? How, how can I get you to shut the fuck up and leave? But I, I'm very nice about it. Hey, man, is something wrong? How can I? Yeah. My point is, I've done that a dozen times. Not not one neighbor has stepped out to be like, "Hey, is everything okay, Dave? You need right. some help?" All I do is take up trash cans, take up their packages, fend off weirdos, and be friendly to people. So what is going on here with? I get it if I was the neighborhood asshole. I'm like, well, we yeah. can't do nothing about him, but I'm going to throw my trash in his can and kiss my ass. A little mm-hmm. microaggression. Again, not perfect, but like what what could anybody have? Okay, the wor- the only thing I can think of is maybe occasionally they smell some pot smoke coming out the window. That's true. Guess what? It's California. It's legal. Get over it. It's my medicine. It's legal. You know, you're not smelling... Crack. We're not smoking crack down here. Yeah, no. We don't leave heroin needles in the driveway. We sure don't. We smoke a little weed. Maybe yeah. you smell that. Okay. Sorry for the inconvenience. We're in our own apartment. She it, said it's, with it's legal. didn't careness. So are these people idiots or assholes or both, boo? What I, is the logic? But Like, hey, I'm going to throw my unbroken down trash in my neighbor's can and he can kiss my ass. What is that? Okay, well, first of all, I don't think they're of right mind. There is a, they're the, the one... Neighbor in our building is kind of crazy. I he has speed energy or really? coke energy, like very very much. And then his wife has a lot of a lot of other energy, and they're just loud and annoying and super nice to people. But then they'll just ignore me on purpose, just you know. So I think they're induced with something. I think really? they're chemically something's going on, and so they're just like doing what they want. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I remember. A few coworkers were on cocaine when I worked at the restaurant uh-huh. where we fell in love. <laughs> um, but they would just turn into these monsters and just rushing around, and they were the worst to work with mm-hmm. because they weren't doing their job fully. Like they just half-ass glasses because they need to go on to the next thing. Now, as an ADHD psycho, I get it, but also ugh, it's exhausting to be around. So I think it's that with mm-hmm. that particular one. Okay. The other one, Basic B, who was drunk. I think it's a lot of, I think it's either drugs or drunkenness. And if that is not the case, then we can go ahead and character assassinate. But I do think there's that. But yeah, they're pretty shitty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I know. I've always tried to be a decent neighbor because, I mean, here's the, and we've talked about that too, about like, uh, yeah. you know, I have a joke about hey, I'm I'm here for small talk or emergencies, nothing in between. Right, and that is true. Like I'm I'm not trying to or- orchestrate barbecues and hangouts and stuff. Yeah, but I will be friendly to you. I you can I can count on me. If you got an emergency, holler at old Dave. I'll help you out. You got someone masturbating, looking in your wife's window. Guess what? I'll go out there and confront. It's them true. It's so true. Yes, you know? yes. I I feel like. There is this, and it could just be a California thing because I'm kind of used to it because Californians, we're in our own little world. Yeah, same people that never wave back when I hook them up in traffic. Yeah. You know, hey, go ahead. You can get, no, I got a joke about that. No one ever says waves. Thank you. Well, here's the thing. I would just like you to be upfront. And that's why I think I love LA because everyone's very upfront about being assholes. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to it. And it's it's just ignore your neighbor and do the best you can. That's the kind of coldness I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Don't be this weird, manipulative coldness. 
business of, I'm going to be nice to everybody, sit on the front stoop, have a season greetings, Matt, still there, Mm -hmm. still there out front. (laughs) And then once Katie goes out with her dog, I'm going to cross the street when I see her. I, ha- I think I'm not ready. I'm, I'm a little too hot for this. Well, what we want to do is solicit phone calls for the next episode. 562-548-2012. In that order. 562-548-2012. In that order. Sorry. Uh, we <laughs> want to hear excited. your bad neighbor stories. I'm yes. sure this is a very common thing. Uh, you got some crazy neighbor stories. We'd love to hear them. Yeah, I want to hear all of them. Do you have any other ones? Oh, I've got dozens of bad neighbor stories. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. Oh, they, oh, we're late. Are we running late? No, or? we're in charge. Okay, we're, we're in charge, everyone. I mean, where to begin? I mean, I told the story about how he punched out that one guy. You know. yeah, self-defense. I, I'm not just saying that. It was, it was 100% textbook self-defense. Okay. I'm not sure what other what I could have done. I get like, that. Like I told the police, if I was a jiu-jitsu master, I could have you know, fended him off without hurting him. But I'm not, and I'm not obligated to be. It's true. Guy pushes me in the back and charges me with a clenched fist. Guess what? You're getting punched. Okay. Sorry. Um, but, oh, man. Did I tell you this story? My first real apartment. Uh, I moved out when I was 19. I moved to Athens, Georgia, and I moved into a house with three other dudes when I was working radio. Uh, about six months later, I got a job in Gainesville, Georgia, about an hour away, about an hour uh, west from Athens. And I got my first I'm living alone apartment. Ooh. So 19. Oh, that's so cool. Guess how much I paid for a studio apartment in Gainesville, Georgia in 1997. A studio apartment. Studio apartment. Was all utilities included? I think so. Oh, wow. That, yeah. That's a get. Yeah. Gainesville. Very small apartment, but not, you know, it was a studio. It was probably 400 square feet, maybe. $600. I paid $375. Stop it. 375 Stop it. <laughs> Which I know that was 25 years ago. Oh, my God. And in Georgia, God. but still. Oh, my God. Yeah, $375. Uh, literally, and I, I'm not saying this like as a joke or, to, or as a dig, uh, just a fact. Uh, big apartment complex, probably 100 units, 120 yeah. units. Uh, literally the only white guy. You know, hmm. Living in a Hispanic neighborhood, which is fine. I, I love Hispanic folks. I love Hispanic neighbors. I really do. They're, they're a wonderful people. Yeah. Oh, and my God. by the God. way, I still don't know if I'm supposed to call Hispanic, Latino. I still don't know. Um, we need to be better. Yeah, I got to figure that part out. Okay. Yeah. But I do know enough not to just assume that everybody, you know. From, is from uh, Spain. From, is from Mexico. Right. You know, a lot of that's the, oh, these Mexicans. Actually, uh, my friend here is from Guatemala. He's <laughs> from Honduras, you know. I know maybe they have similar looks and features, but, you know, don't just assume everybody's from Mexico. Anyway, I, I had a... Um, a uh, Guatemalan dude who just was an amazing worker one time Aww. in my landscape company. Anyway, okay. I love, I love, I, I still don't know if you should okay. call him. I don't know what Latinx <laughs> is. What is that? That's everyone. That's I everyone. Think. All right. I think. Anyway, I lived in a oh, Latinx uh, neighborhood, literally the only white guy, which is fine. I, again, I always feel weird oh, saying that. Okay. I know I'm backpedaling. I understand. Not a dig, just a fact. Okay. Uh, and I was friends with, with several of my neighbors. Uh, came home. Oh, dear. One day. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad neighbor story directed at me, but it is a, a neighbor story. Mm-hmm. Came home one day, and there's cops everywhere. Oh, boy. Cops everywhere. My next-door neighbor, there's police tape, like, cops everywhere. This wasn't like, oh, a burglary, we'll send a cop out. Mm-hmm. There was, like, 20 cops. Okay. Crime scene tape everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I asked the cops. I said, uh, hey, what's going on? He's like, you live in that apartment? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, so um, your neighbor got murdered. 
my neighbor got murdered. Oh, my God. But it wasn't my neighbor. It was my neighbor's brother. Long story short, a, a lady lived there. Oh, my lady was shit. a was a uh, Latino. My, my neighbor was a Latino, Latino lady. Okay. I, you know, small talked with her a couple of times. She was going through a divorce. Oh, no. She had left, you know, oh, maybe no. an abusive relationship, whatever. Oh, no. Going through a divorce. Her brother had come to stay with her to take care of sister during this tumultuous time. Brother living there. Ex-boyfriend, ex-husband, whomever had been spying, thought the brother was a lover, walks up to the door with a shotgun, ding-dong, brother opens the door, shotgun in the face. In the face? He thought, he thought his wife or whomever was screwing around. He's like, hey, asshole, that's my brother. Didn't she ever, ever say, this is a picture of my brother? That's, that's all the info I got. Oh, no. Next door neighbor got shot in the face, killed. Oh. Isn't that crazy? That is the crazy. Okay, all my neighbor stories, <laughs> just nothing. Nothing matches up to that. Oh. I thought Rachel borrowing my dress was bad. Wow, that. Had puts another neighbor, ironically. Ironically, when I lived in Cumming, Georgia, huh. I had a neighbor who would uh, keep his windows open and jack off every time me and my girlfriend would come home. Oh. She'd come over to visit. No. He'd stand in his living room, open all his blinds, turn the overhead light on so he's very well lit, and just stand there and uh, take care of business while looking out the window at my girlfriend every time she came over. So I What happened there? Confronted that guy. told him I was going to kick his ass. He wouldn't open the door. I was like, I know you're in there. I'm pounding on the door. I was like, if I ever see you, it's like, A, I'm calling the cops now. B, if I ever see that again, I'm going to kick in your door. Like, <laughs> wow. I was 21. And a lot more aggressive than I am now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, 21-year-old Yeah, Dave. 21-year-old Dave oh, didn't put up no. with shit. Oh, man. And then another one that comes to mind, this is kind of funny. Uh, I grew up in Woodstock, Georgia. And uh, maybe I'll say names. Maybe I won't. We lived in a nice little, uh, cute little neighborhood. Uh, man, now I used to drive by it years ago and just it was incredible how small our house was. But at the that. time, I thought it was, a, it was a mansion. We just lived in a little uh, two-bedroom uh, three bedroom, three bedroom, two bath. Wow, uh, three bedroom. Little bitty house in uh, Woodstock, Georgia. We lived in uh, what was the name of the neighborhood? Driftwood Forest. We lived oh. in Driftwood Forest, and we lived uh, in a cul-de-sac at the twelve o'clock position, and it was up a little steep driveway, but like at the head of the cul-de-sac. And at the one o'clock position, our next door neighbor um, were the Cordells. Eh, I'll go ahead. I, I doubt Tim Cordell is listening. <laughs> But Tim, if you're listening, hope you're doing well. Uh, sorry, your dad was a prick. Oh, um, spicy. The, the Cordells live next door. Okay. And mom had gone to high school with Tim's dad. I think his name was Raymond. Wow. So mom and Raymond went to high school together and apparently didn't like each other in high school. Oh. So there was just, and we lived in this house for like 10 years. So well, your mom's the best. Maybe not 10, but I think we moved there when I was like four, and then we moved out when I was like 12. About eight years we lived in this uh, okay. But yeah, just, you know how it is. Just, oh, yeah. imagine now, you know, 20 years later, whatever, you, you move into a place and like, oh, shit, this idiot I knew from high school is my, now my neighbor. Anyway, they were just, they never got along. And, and uh, the Cordells were very, like, stoic and quiet. And they weren't, like, loud mouth, obnoxious, but, like, I, he was just kind of like a quiet jerk. Like, personality of a cinder block, you know, just never very friendly. But, but we still liked his son, Tim. Tim was Aww. my brother's age. Okay, he's a couple years older than me, but I he was just one Tim. of our play. We had we had a good crew. Had a good. Remember the um, 
Uh, shout out to my buddy uh, Preston Corn, the drummer for the legendary Shack Shakers. Oh yes, he, yes, he yes. lived down the street. He was my best little buddy, Aww. and then Jay's best little buddy was Tim. And uh, so we liked Tim, and he would play with us or whatever. But his dad just always seemed kind of like a, a jerk, you know. But so anyway, there was this eight year long beef involving our property line, and that's a pretty common neighbor oh. beef. You know, sometimes I it's petty okay. if, you're t- if you're talking just a few inches here or there. But for whatever reason, there was a, a disagreement about where the property line stood. And and because Raymond was Raymond, he would always – he put like a stake in the ground, like mm-hmm. a big – because I guess like when my dad would mow the lawn, he'd take a, a pass or two into his lawn or vice versa. I don't know. But there was just a typical beef about where the property line was. Well – he put up this little stake in the ground, you okay. know, this little wooden stake, and ran a string, you know, like fifty yards up the up the property, and then another stake. So there's just this weird string divider. Oh, I know. Okay, and that's I remember so one passive time, aggressive. And I don't remember if my mom or dad put me up to this or I did it self initiated. But I remember I being like little, like four or five, <laughs> and I just ran out there and I grabbed the stake and picked it up and threw it somewhere. Good. For you, little boo. And then anyway, that pissed Raymond off. So like a week later, he constructs this like 10 foot tall wooden fence. And it's not it's not a fence that was fencing his property in Mm -hmm. because it was literally just one one pass, one like 50 yards of fence. Okay, like it didn't. I don't know how to describe this. It was just a straight line fence. Okay, so it wasn't. Like, to keep the dog in, the property or anything. It was strictly a passive-aggressive FU. Oh. This is where the property line is, and I'm putting the fucking fence on it. Oh. You know what I mean? Just a yes. wooden fence, like a, but tall, like 10 feet tall. Oh Not like God. an average, like, five-foot-tall fence that you could, you know, stand and peek over and talk to your neighbor. This was like, I don't want to see any of you assholes. So I'm putting up a 10-foot-tall fence. And again, it was just a stretch of fence. There was It didn't connect to anything it didn't keep the dog in the yard or anything like that so there was no doubt no confusion that this is nothing but a passive aggressive fu well don stone who at the time was uh quite the entrepreneur he had all kind of side hustles and one of his side hustles was him and my grandfather uh would often uh sell shrubbery oh cool they were like shrubbery wholesalers they'd go and buy you know a thousand potted plants and then take them to this uh, lot and try to sell them, you know, on the weekends and stuff. But my dad was dabbling in, like, uh, landscaping and shrubbery and plants and stuff like that. He went and bought about two dozen red tips. Now, red tips are these little bitty plants, and they grow up to be real pretty. But it's like, you know, something that you'd find at Home Depot that's the the base of it's probably in a gallon bucket or a two-gallon bucket. And when you buy them, you know, from the bottom of the bucket to the top of the flowers, when you buy them new, they're probably 18 inches, maybe two feet tall. I love that they're called red tips. But they grow to be like 15 or 20 feet tall after a couple of years. So Dad planted a row of red tips right up against his fence, and then like a year and a half later, these bastards are like 20 feet tall and just engulfed. Oh. Engulfed his fence that you couldn't even see the. I love fence. him. Way and to go, Dad! It was like what? What? It's my property. We love these shrubs. That's a long like. I love that he was just like what? It starts off so little, uh-huh. and then boom. Yeah. And again, if he just installed a fence that mm-hmm. went all the way around his property, you know, hey, I'm going to keep my dog in the backyard pinned up, whatever. But this was a non-functional fence. It served yeah. no purpose. Other than to divide the the two properties and to hide our property from his property 
visually. Like, okay, now I can't even see you assholes. Wow. And Dad was like, all right, touche. Guess what? Wow. And then, like, for the next five years that we lived there, it was just a constant shrine to wow. neighborly pettiness of, like, hey, whatever happened to your fell, we can't see your fence anymore because of our 20-foot-tall shrubs. I can't believe that. <laughs> that is amazing. Way to go, Don yeah. Stone. Yeah, Don. And then Mom mom was all—I I oh. remember being little. I remember <laughs> being little and Mom Nancy. just getting in a yelling match. She One time really? she, she told him she—I remember, I'm paraphrasing— but I'm like four or five. Oh, no. And then mom's out there in her wheelchair. And I remember uh, she goes uh, something like, you were a jerk in high school and you're a jerk now. <laughs> or I didn't like you in high school and I don't like you now. Like, you kiss my grits. Oh, yeah, I just get him, Nancy. And then get like, sometimes the, the wife or mom, I forgot her name, she'd come over and yell at my mom and they'd yell at each other. But it was just oh, like God. sometimes you just get neighbors that suck. Oh. Gosh, it's true. I again, um, for those of you that don't know, I didn't have neighbors growing up, so I was just roaming free. We could blast the music. We were just on this hill with orchards. It was great. So when I went to college, I had roommates. I had neighbors. I was in a dorm, and I shit you not, (laughs) I would run. That was my escape. So I just started running. For, because I hated being in a small studio-sized space with two girls that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to run nine miles a day. Wow. Literally nine miles a day. That's now, crazy. here's the thing. Why I was, just nine? Was that like the route that you would take? Yeah, I just I got into a habit of this loop. Now, I had back in the day, it was a CD player. So I would play CDs and run, but I would always ruin my CDs. Like your Walkman? Yeah. Like with your headphones? Yeah, with the headphones. And I got um, the, what was it? Oh, the resident advisor. So uh-huh. there's a resident advisor on each level okay. of the dorm. And I got asked to come into their room uh-huh. one time. And, or, yeah. And I, I remember being like, this isn't good. Like, what did I do wrong? And I, I, you know, there were group showers, but I always had my sandals on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just not group. Like, hey, everybody, I'm naked. But anyway, so I was trying to think how if, because, you know, I'm a little messy. So uh-huh. I'm like, did I, was I messy? What happened? And they sat me down. They were so serious. And they were like, now, food issues is a totally normal thing for freshmen you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? What road are they going down? And they're like, do you have an eating disorder? And I was like, Because oh, you're running so much? Because I run so much. Uh-huh. Now, who told is my question. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do run all the time. But who's in my business mm-hmm. thinking that I have an eating disorder? One of those little Christian bitches mm-hmm. ratted me out. I didn't have an eating disorder because unlike most of the freshmen there that would just eat celery, and and just, you know, olive oil on top, I was running and then just eating pizza because I just ran nine miles and I could do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. So I had a neighbor like that, but I had to I had to finagle my way out of that because I was just like, what? No, I just like taking nice nature walks and blah, blah, blah. But I was just on the hunt for who who told. Huh. And I don't know. I don't I still to this day. Yeah. So that you know, I didn't have someone get murdered with a shotgun. Yeah. But that's off putting. Mm-hmm. That's off putting. Yeah, it's about the same. And then I had a roommate. Um well now we're just going to roommates, right? 
that whatever. Yeah. Bad roommates. Well, we had these neighbors in, in college. Now, I was a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know, late bloomer all the way. I didn't have my first kiss and my first, you know, everything till 21. Really? Yeah. 2-1, guys. Not a kiss? Not a kiss. You not didn't have a, a high school boyfriend? No, I was in love with this guy named Paul, but now he's in jail. Hmm. But <laughs> I think he murdered somebody. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Remember? In Riverside. Yeah. Yeah, you told Ooh. me that. That was on the news a yep. couple years ago. Sorry, and if you're the, you know, Paul, we could have had something, and uh, you missed out. Anyway. I, was, I would I would have dated the hell out of you in high school. No, I don't think you would have. I would have. No. I can't believe you didn't have a high school sweetheart. I was I was around a lot of gay men even yeah. back then, you know. There was just no I wasn't interested in you straight white males. Oh. I was just hanging out with my friends yeah. and just living my truth. Okay. I didn't have my friend Christina was so sweet. You Christina came to our wedding. Yeah. And she on on senior prom, I didn't have a date. So her cousin went with me and then a friend of mine ended up kissing him in the limo on the ride home and there wasn't enough seats so I had to sit on the ground and I was like this is prom <laughs> anyway long story short was a very late bloomer and I forget where what this was going uh, roommate <gasps> okay so we'll I'll, I'll I'll wrap it up sure okay her name was Hannah uh-huh Hannah was a pastor's kid oh boy so already yikes and also, Hannah was a, and I don't think anyone could look this up, who she was. It's okay. I could use her. That's her fake name. Sure. Whatever. Anyway, she was a cutter, so she cut herself, but I didn't know what cutting was. I didn't know that people did that, so I just thought she really liked long sleeve turtlenecks all the time. Like, she really looked good in them. She would cut her neck? No, she, well, she would get, oh. she would scratch her neck, but she would really cut her arms. Arms, yeah, I've heard of that. The arms and stuff. So, and her brothers, she had like a zillion older brothers, and she was the baby of the family, uh-huh. pastor's kid. And of course, I find her fascinating, because I'm like, oh my gosh, a bad, you know, usually pastor kids are known to be like the bad seed. Uh-huh. You're either the bad seed or, you know. Godly. Um, I dated a pastor's kid one time. Oh my God, you did? Not much of a bad seed. Not just kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, from my experience. No, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. Boop-a-la. I'm saying I had heard that too, and uh, you know, I thought, hey, this. <laughs> oh, that might be this, fun. This might be fun. <laughs> and uh, she's a bad seed. Pretty dull. Well, Hannah had a tattoo. This was all very new to me. Uh, And she liked, uh, she was addicted to certain pills. Mm -hmm. Now, one time. What kind of pills? um, uh, Muscle relaxers or I don't think, I think she got Adderall once. But she was, oh, and she smoked. So ding, ding, ding. Uh We had a porch and she would smoke out there and talk about God. And she had a relationship with God, Uh but it was all messy. Like Uh her whole life, you know what I mean? We're taking a break. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So one time she asked me, hey, you want to go on a fun road trip? Now, I love a nice ride. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of my sister who died in Easter. Yeah. (laughs) Susie used to drive me around in her Honda Del Sol and it was lit and I love a nice drive. It was a nice car in the 90s. Loved that car. Anywho. Had the T-top. Yes. And she had a fin. Is that what you call them? Spoiler. A fin. Spoiler. But I always knew it. I always known it a fin. Uh It could be fin. (laughs) 
But anyway, long story short, me and Hannah went to Mexico so we could get our pills. And it was my first time going to Mexico, getting pills. And we went to the strip club because you can't just ask for pills. You have to like be like, hey, where do you get the, where's the local pharmacy? Yeah. And I remember being in a strip club waiting for Hannah and I was like, this is, this is probably weird. You were in a strip club in Mexico? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was. Wow. And so then on our way back... I, I got nervous because she was like, here, hide them in your bag or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what if they stop us? And what if we go to, like, Mexican jail? And what happens? Oh, my God. And then we, we got back. So. You're an international drug smuggler. I am. That's pretty cool. Don't get me. Is there a statute of limitations on that? Like, if you smuggle something. <laughs> Did you say statue or statute? Uh, both. Okay. Statute. That, I don't like how that sounds. Well, that's just the word. <laughs> that's just how it is. But is there to, limitations on that? On smuggling drugs from Mexico? Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's probably a statute at some point. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it wasn't really drugs. It was muscle relaxers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that weren't prescribed to her. Long story short, we had two other roommates in this two-bedroom. So it was four girls mm-hmm. in a two-bedroom, two-bathroom. And we told them we were going to the mall. <laughs> And this is the day of MapQuest, by the way. Uh-huh. So they go into my room, and my laptop is open with MapQuest <laughs> up, and it's just said, from our apartment to Mexico. Did you just type in Mexico? I did. I just typed in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we had a bit of a stigma to us, me and Hannah. And then the boys downstairs were our neighbors, and they were really cool, and they all liked well, they'd Hannah. Heard. They'd heard. Yeah. Yeah. Couple of Mexican pillheads living upstairs. Let's see what those chicks are up to. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Hannah had a, and Hannah was a flirt. Uh-huh. She loved to flirt, and I wasn't. And so they all had crushes on Hannah. Uh-huh. But I, you know, I didn't really have a, a boyfriend. Yeah, a boyfriend. Till uh, after college. Well, how about that? I Boy, know they were missing out. But yeah, neighbors in college was very hard for me to get used yeah. to. I didn't. I I just didn't care for it. I didn't care for it. That's why, like, I mean, I think the ultimate goal, like, if money were no object, yeah, I would, would you, okay, here's a question. Okay. Would you rather have an average house on a bunch of land or an insanely magnificent house, but, like, in a neighborhood and your neighbor's 30 feet away? 30 feet? You know, like some of these new neighborhoods where they just stack them in there. I'm talking homes, not apartments, but like these, you know, eighth of an acre lots where it's just bam, 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 bam. Would you rather have a million dollar home on an eighth of an acre or would you rather have a $300,000 home on 30 acres? Can I do both? Because <laughs> that seems real cool. I would. I think I would put privacy at the at the top of the priority list. Oh, you would. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it depends on the disparity between the two homes. Okay, but I'm saying I, I wouldn't want to live in a three hundred dollars studio apartment on thirty acres. But you know, a, a house that's that's fine. You know, a, I see that a normal three bedroom, two bath. You know, this is the house is fine. There's nothing spectacular about it. Right. Or you could, you know, okay, put it this way. A 2,000-square-foot ranch on 30 apartment, or on thirty acres or a 5,000-square-foot mini-mansion on an eighth of an acre. Oh, okay, the 30 acres, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would, makes sense. I would love just the, the elbow room and the privacy. And, oh, yeah, and you could get, like, my dad had a Kubota on his ranch. Yeah. He was just, so it was really almost 
I think the Kubota really helped my mom and dad's marriage. Yeah. Because if he got mad or whatever, he's like, I'm going to go to church. It was like, oh, yay, dad's taking his anger out out there. I've always loved the concept in in that example there, uh, going somewhere and it's still on your property. Yes. See, right now. That's fun. That's fun. The largest separation you and I could get is I could go out and stand by the trash cans, and then you could stand on the front stoop, and we might be 120 feet away from each other. That's true. (laughs) But the concept of, like, I'm going to go hop in my Kubota and ride it for 10 minutes, and wherever I land, I'm still going to be on my property. Yep. Like, I've always loved that idea. That is pretty dope. We had three acres. It's the largest land I ever lived on. We, we, when I was in high school, we had a, a nice little home out in the woods, and it was three acres. Aww. But there was very few houses like adjoining, so it kind of felt like we had about 50 acres. You know I, I mean? love that. So that was cool. But it was all wooded. It wasn't like you couldn't, it wasn't open, and you couldn't drive a Kubota around. Like it was, most of it was just dense forest. Here's my question. Was that the property in which you, little David, was being attacked by a wild boar. Yes, I got oh chased my. by a wild boar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, like the week we moved in. I was, I was shooting baskets. Oh, no. And uh, there's a steep hill in our backyard. Our backyard was just basically a steep hill, a heavily forested, forested steep hill. And the basketball had rolled way down the hill, like like 100 yards down in this like ravine. And I went down and fetched it. And on my way up, fucking wild boar with tusk and everything. Uh, just kinda, I don't. I, to this day, I don't know or think that it was charging at me, but it ran by me and like it got within like fifteen twenty feet. Terrifying. Yeah, scared the hell out of me. That is terrifying. Yeah, it had tusks. Oh my god! Big ass boar. A wild boar rooting around. I'm so proud of you. Way to get up in that tree. Yeah, get Man. up in that tree. Get up in that. I didn't get up in a tree. Didn't you just say you got into a tree? No. You thought I said I climbed a tree? Yeah. To no, no. It was running close to me. Uh, I didn't say anything about a tree, boo-boo. <laughs> if I did, I'm losing my mind. Okay. I feel like you said something about a tree. All right. I'm going to rewind the tape here in a minute and find out. I don't, I don't think I said anything about a tree. Anyway. I, maybe I just made that up. Maybe. That's insane. I'm so sorry. See, now you're making me second guess I know. Myself. No, no. I know. I'm not trying to gaslight you, but uh, I mean, I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it was, there was a lot of trees. It was I'm, heavily forested. And it ran, clo- like, it kind of ran at an angle. And I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, it's coming to kill me. But maybe it was just, but it was running, like, with purpose. Oh. Like, it was chasing something or being oh, chased. Oh, God. Oh, God. And it was, like, snorting. <laughs> like, when it ran by, you could hear. I was close enough to where I could hear the weird noises it was making. And I could hear it breathing. And I remember seeing the two little tusks. And I was like, holy shit. I had never seen a wild pig or a boar or anything like that. Oh, boy. So, yeah, it was... That was scary. That is scary. A, bad, a wild boar. There's another bad neighbor. <laughs> Get off my land. Boo boo. Yes, boo. Uh, where can we find you on the social meds? Oh, uh, the letter K, the letter T, L O. What is it? Mm. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> One second, I forgot. Katie Tree <laughs> Strandberg. I honestly forgot my social media handle. That's not good. Ooh. I think something's going. Okay, so it's KT Low Strandberg. I need to change that. Oh, but if I change my last name, will it mess up my algorithm? I have no idea. And all my amazing followers. I don't. Anyway, KT Low Strandberg on Insta and 
Pooh, where can we find you? Do you have anything to plug, my little love? I'll plug some dates. Uh, let's see. Next week, February 17th, if you're in the Long Beach area, you can come see me. I've been calling it the Bamboo Inn. I think it's the Bamboo Lounge. Ooh. Uh, no, the Bamboo Club. It's okay. the Bamboo Club. I got it wrong huh. again. Bamboo Club in Long Beach. <laughs> I'm closing out a nice show. I'll be doing about 30 minutes. So come see that. Uh, let's see. Midwest, April. So far, just three dates, but I'm looking to add to those. Uh, wheels are in motion. But right now, confirmed, we have April 13th in Indianapolis at Helium Comedy Club. Yes! We have April 14th in Milwaukee at the Laughing Tap. Whoa. And April 15th, I'll be in Chicago at North Bar. So, yeah. DumbDaveStone.com for those tickets. Get on that shit. And also, guys, uh, neighbor stories. Yeah. We want to hear them. 562-548-2012. Let and, us know. Oh. Let us know what's popping off. I love It's basically we just give us the gossip. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Spill the tea, babies. Boo, you excited about Saturday? So excited. Super Bowl. Sunday is Super nope. Bowl. Okay. We got a weekend full of fun. I know. I can't wait. I'm. You know what? I am excited to Are experience you? life with you. Oh, thank you, Boo. And, and you're I, a great sport because I know you don't care about this band or whatever, but you know that I like them, and you're coming with me to see the drive-by truckers Yeah, at Pappy and Harriet's uh-huh. in Pioneer Town, which is essentially Joshua Tree. Well, and that's fun because that's like a movie set. So mm-hmm. if I get a little ADHD, I could just go on a nice little walk yeah, and pretend I'm a cowboy. Yeah. Pappy and Harriet's is yeah. great, like, roadhouse slash grill slash bar slash concert space. It's really cool. It's a really cool It's place. really cool. That's where I uh, ate a whole rack of ribs on the old 97s tour bus a couple years ago. Name dropper. Right. Yeah, I know. You're not supposed to name drop. Robert De Niro told me that. <laughs> we were at Joe Pesci's house. <laughs> Ironically, I'm dropping names now. Todd Glass. Uh, if you don't know Todd Glass, just hilarious comedian. But uh, he was friends with my buddy Rory. I'm friends with Rory. He invited me over to Todd Glass's house for like a dinner party. And that was like his specialty. Todd Glass just throws the best dinner parties. Just so into the nuance and the details and stuff like that. Anyway, one of his like go-to jokes is if you're around him and you ever drop someone's name, he goes, hey, don't ever name drop. Robert De Niro told me that. (laughs) We were at Joe Pesci's house. (laughs) (laughs) The second part is what kills Amazing. We were at Joe Pesci's house. Oh, my God. Uh, But, yeah, we're going to go see Drive-By Truckers uh, Saturday. And uh, gonna have a good time. Then, then we get to wake up the next morning, drive home, and enjoy the Super Bowl. And I'm making chili. Well, and I, you know what? With the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. let's go ahead. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Can't wait for the halftime show. And I know, you know, as a lady that knew these people from her younger years, uh-huh. holy crap! Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. And and you know, my friends in it. Who's your friend? Snoop. Oh, yeah, you love Snoop. Snoop. I love Snoop Dogg. Isn't he? I think we could be friends. Yeah. Like, really good friends. Not anything more, Mm -hmm. but just like, hey, Snoop, let's talk about life. Mm -hmm. And I just love his attitude. Mm -hmm. And the Corona commercials, very fun. Uh He was in old school. That's a fun thing to know. Mm -hmm. You know. (laughs) I just got to support my friend. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Ryan Singer. Oh, yeah. I don't think he would mind me airing his uh, business, mm-hmm. but I just find this so amusing that uh, apparently, and I know you don't know or care about football, but uh, the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals, who are in the game, the Super Bowl, against Los Angeles Rams, mm-hmm. uh, the Bengals, it's, it's a surprise that they made it to the Super Bowl. They've never been good. They haven't been good for years. I think they went to a Super Bowl in the late 80s. Uh, okay. Football fans will remember the icky shuffle. Oh, yeah, the, the dance. The dancing guy. Oh, yeah. I love that. I'm pretty sure. That was the Bengals? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they Is it the it. Bengals? Yeah, Bengals. Oh. Like Bengal Tiger. 
Uh, Not um, bangle like walk like an Egyptian bangle. <laughs> B-E-N-G-A-L. Bengal tigers. Or uh, the cool bracelets that you could get. Like bangles are really cute. Oh, I, I didn't know those. Yeah, they're nice. Anyway, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, it's a shock to everybody that they've made it this far. And I guess at the beginning of the season... Uh, they were 300 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. Oh, so my buddy Ryan, who I, he's he's never been like a huge football fan, but he's from the Cincinnati area. He's from Dayton. So he supports all the, the Ohio teams. Uh, he laid $50 down at the beginning of the season on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl at 300 to 1 odds. And if they win... My boy Ryan gets $15,000. Oh, my God. So I'm rooting for the Bengals just for my buddy Ryan's sake. Go Bengals! Yeah, then I'll hit Give him up him for a, hand, everybody. Hit him up for a loan. Wow. Let him take me out too much. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he dropped 50 bucks, 301 odds. If they win, he gets 15000 and they're knocking on the door. They're, they're in the Super Bowl. That is so cool. So that's but I'm also kind of rooting for the Rams because Matthew, LA. St- Matthew Stafford's quarterback of the Rams. He was a Georgia Bulldog. He's a great player at Georgia. Uh, back in like when did he play? Like oh three, oh five. No, he wasn't with. I I get David Green. David Green and David Pollock played together in like oh three. I think Stafford was like oh six, oh seven, oh eight, somewhere in that area. But uh, just amazing quarterback. Got drafted by the Detroit Lions, who've been terrible since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. He's on just a losing team for like a decade. Last year, he got traded to the Rams. Now they're in the Super Bowl. So go Matthew Stafford, go Dogs. I so like I'm torn. the blue and yellow. I'm torn. I you know, but yeah, I think. As much as I like Stafford, I would like to see my friend win $15,000. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. I still like blue and yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Boo, great catching up. Boo, so good to see you. It's been a while. Oh, one thing I oh. wanted to remind us both. I wanted, with, oh, no. with this whole episode, we've been complaining and ranting about our neighbors. We got like two weeks left. Let's, let's just exit without incident. Let's both just bite our tongues. Let's both try to make it out of here. But what if I gently argument. ask a simple question yeah. in a nice tone? Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. Just saying. Yeah, that's fine. Let's, okay. No, no punches, no blood. I, I, I'm talking to me. What about verbally? Uh-huh. Just, okay. I feel like we should take the high road <sighs> and just complain about them behind their back on a podcast. Yeah, like normal people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay! So. Okay. <laughs> Great catching up, boo. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, love you guys. Bye! Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at the Stonebergs podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.
Oh, Lord, yeah. Okay, thank you. 